Hello and welcome into the Sorare Data NBA show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Laird Inu on Sorare. Joined as always by Alex Hooper, Tilt CDFC. He says Gator Guy 231 on there, but if you're looking for him on Sorare, Gold Guy 231, just do not look for a Ryan Gold card in his gallery. Can, just don't do it. We, I, shout out. Shout out to Sean on Monday. I died with Fraud Guy. Fraud Guy 231, which like... It was so good. It was Wait, so good. Did you sell it? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, it happened. Uh, they made wow. me an offer I couldn't refuse, Hoop. Hey, gotta do it. Do brand you, be damned. If your name is Gold Guy 2, I'm just saying there's some... Brand, brand be damned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we still have absolutely no idea how many days left. Gator guy has on gold guy 231, but it's not zero. As we, we know, it's, it's 3.0. It's actually 3.0 according to settings on whatever that means. Yeah. But maybe next week he will actually go by Gator guy 231. So we are here today to use the technology that will make all of us completely useless. Keith said in two years. And frankly, <laughs> I think he's given us more time than we're actually going to get. But Keith has been using ChatGPT for a bunch of things not so related. And he was like, hey, guys, look what I just did. And we were like, oh, my God, that's like borderline brilliant. And so we had to talk about it. I think I think it was more of if we're being very, very honest, Laird. Hey, what should we talk about? We're like, oh, we have no clue. And I'm like, hey, let me see if Chad GPT can tell us what to talk about. <laughs> Came through. Not going to lie. So, yes, full disclosure. We were trying to figure out when to do the show. And I was like, I have no idea what to talk about. And <laughs> Keith was like, let me just ask Chad GPT because that's what he does. He's like, am I thirsty? And he's like, I don't know. Let me ask Chad GPT if I'm thirsty. And usually people are because we're all underhydrated, I believe. But the responses that came from your yeah, <laughs> that came from yeah the responses that came from chat gbt were uh, interesting they were like like most of the answers they were scary how like close to being perfect they were and we had to just talk about it and we had to show yeah. it and share it with everybody because i'm now wondering if some of the so we'll go into what we asked specifically, but it, it did go down the path of like improving Sora NBA. And some of the ideas are very good. And now I feel like if Sora implement them, I'm like, well, they just followed ChatGPT. They didn't even come up with these themselves. <laughs> they just they just did what we all do and they just put it into ChatGPT. But they're good ideas. There are some terrible ideas, I will say. But Or are they? Or are they? Good point. Good point. Keith, I mean, if a supercomputer you... thinks they could work. What if? Yeah. What if all of these new product heads at So Rare are actually just ChatGPT behind an AI-designed face? Like, what if David is not real, and uh, is it Everett who did the? What if that was just recorded using an AI voice synthesizer, and none of these folks are real, and they're just sourcing all of their ideas from? ChatGPT, and thus the rest of the internet, because that's where ChatGPT is sourcing it from. So does that mean John Nellis is the only real person in SoRare? Yes. Maybe. Good point. Shout out to John, by the way. I know we don't, we're don't; we not here to talk about baseball, 
But holy cow, that was that honestly made my week. Like not only seeing John in it, but the videos. Shout out to So Rare too. Those videos were awesome. Yes, they did a really good job on those. And for full disclosure, I talked to John before they came out, but I had no idea like what was coming out. And like he told me he hung out with Soto and Julio Rodriguez. And I'm like, that sounds like amazing. And then I watched because it's not just the the not just like the Sorare ads. If you follow John on TikTok or Instagram, I don't think he's put them on shorts on YouTube, but he's everywhere. He has like some other things, like he plays like some games with Julio Rodriguez and and or I mean with Soto. I think he did one with uh, Sepro and Joey Votto. And like, they're great. They, yeah. they are great. And what's really exciting is to see these players like get into it. And like, I think I said this actually on Office Hours and mm-hmm. I'm not sure like how much Maxime cared. So I'll just say it here. But like baseball players are not. How do I put this nicely? The biggest personalities tend not like in sports tend not to come out of baseball. And so. Right. There's this kind of joke that like Mike Trout could walk down the street and people would be like, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. But these guys like Soto and Julio Rodriguez, like are they have like nice big personalities and they come out in these videos. And I think, yeah, it's this stuff is great. Well done, John. Well done. It was so funny because hope- on the MLB spaces yesterday, um, the the new product lead ever that I was talking about said how John and j-rod were just like best buddies from the moment they they met and you can see it in those videos but like they were giving it back and forward to each other on instagram and that is hilarious because if you've ever talked to john like you know that that personality is not fake no i i've been i know i'm the guy who always wants to go on the mlb rants but like just really quick i have been saying for a long time my number one problem with mlb and so our MLB has been that they have not advertised it well. And good start. I'll never, I'll never say it again. Well, yeah, for now. You know what? <laughs> if we have time, we might just need to ask ChatGPT if they're advertising it or not. Hey, mm-hmm. I, I'd be interested to know because it was enough for me. Yeah. Did Noah's, here, before we go off the topic, did Noah's know who those guys were? That's actually a great question. Probably not. No chance. No chance. He probably knew who Julio Rodriguez was just because he was like one of the, like, because of so rare. Like, I think like he knew like, oh, maybe I should buy that card. We were, I was joking around with someone today. I, (laughs) this is going to sound so bad. I was joking around with someone today about how much money Nellis spent on the one of 5,000s last year, like the Acuna Acuna. and I don't even remember who else he got, but John, John's putting the effort in. So I'll put that. I'll put that in. Before we get to asking ChatGPT about what it thinks about Sur NBA, should we take WP Gaming's request and finding out what it feels about menial household chores, which is really just which, a comment regarding yesterday's from... football strategy show that Sean and I went on at Monday, Laird. Monday, your week. Your week is already Wednesday, yeah, Monday. getting you. Monday's show. Do you guys want to share your least favorite household chore? I, I'm down. I enjoyed that convo. <laughs> Alex, I don't know if you listened to it, so he, think, he's caught off guard. Yeah, I, I would think. just say, um, Laird, me and you share. I despise folding the laundry. I don't mind loading it at all, 
And then that's that sucker can stay in there for a while until the washing machine gets more wet clothes and you have to take it. You have to do it, yeah. And then your hands forced. Well, the other thing too is my wife is incredibly particular about everything. And I absolutely yeah, you know, you know, um uh I don't fold anything correctly. So I will walk in after I've folded the laundry and she's refolding it. And then I just feel like an ass. Um, <laughs> Why so do you even do it? Em, I'm not doing it because you're just going to refold it. So, Oh, that conversation's been had. Yeah. That's, it's <laughs> never, that never leads to a win for Alex, for, no, for us. <laughs> no, no. Either, either side of it. If I just fold it and leave it, no win. If I bring up what you just said, definitely not winning. Um, I do... I don't like vacuuming, but I would say I hate holding oh. the laundry most. I can see it. I'll How say one thing about the folding, because I still do it. I don't do it all, but I do it. I recently changed the way I fold t-shirts. Okay. And Let's hear this. Groundbreaking stuff going on. Yeah, I don't know why I did it, but I used to fold them in thirds, and I went away for a trip. It was when I went to Brussels with for a Sora data trip. And I was like, oh, I got to like get more clothes in a con- confined space in my suitcase. And I did quarters. And I was like, oh, huh. Takes up less space in my closet. And I was like, oh, I'll go quarters now. Sure. Out of nowhere. Isn't rolling, isn't rolling supposed to be like the optimal storage? I, so I watched, yeah, I watched a YouTube video before <laughs> I left and I tried it and I just like, couldn't <laughs> get it right. And so I just didn't, uh, I didn't do it. How do you guys feel about bed making? I, I I sleep with my feet out of the covers, so it's... did not know we were streaming with a psycho. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I have I have bad circulation to my feet and my ears. My feet will just get like super hot and feet the rest and of the ears. Will, yeah, and then my ears will just be red as hell. Um I don't know but what that's about. You have to disclose this to your wife before proposal. No. Oh, I mean, she she knew because she was used to me coming over and again super particular about everything, and I'm like ripping her uh, sheets out of the bottom of her bed where she had them tucked. I need my feet. Um, I know that, I my yeah, feet. I know. Early on, too, he like waited till she fell asleep, and then he would pull his feet yeah, out. Of course. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's I that. amazing. I love that M's just catching strays. Yeah. Um, I, I will say <laughs> thank you for I that question. The bed. The bed I will say the bed making thing, this is weird. It's like a motivation level for me when I like am motivated in the day and I'm going to get a lot of stuff done. Bed gets made. So if I'm lazy as hell and I'm not, and I'm not having, having that day, then bed, bed will stay unmade. So my the, wife, she, she ain't doing it. The one thing, so I make my bed every morning because my wife wakes up earlier than I do. And so if I don't make it, it doesn't get made. And I will say that I've seen all of these things, they're not like self-help, but they're like ways to be more like accomplished during the day. And it's like, you make, you get up and you make your bed because like, no matter what happens the rest of the day, like, "Ah, at least you made your bed. It's the one thing you can control. One win out of the way. One win. That's it. That's it. So we're home. Forget the laundry, forget the dishwasher, but at least make your bed and you'll be all good. I got to empty the dishwasher right now. Can you all tell that uh, we didn't have much to talk about this week, huh? Well, no, I, I will say that the, this this segment of the show on the football strategy show got rave reviews. It, it, so we had to bring it over. Oh, I'm not complaining. To collide. 
Yeah. I'm not we, complaining. We started talking football and like the viewer, the viewers just dropped. And so <laughs> I might have to, maybe I'll switch Friday's rabbit hunting to just be more. Yeah. So rare homemaking as L10 said. I like that. Um, yeah. I would like to know what chat. More from grandma. <laughs> what, what does chat GPT say is the optimal way to fold a t-shirt? Cause maybe oh, I can is that, something. Is, is that where we're going to go here? I'll, I'll get it up. I'll, I'll get uh yeah, let me uh so you on, know. I have to pull it up myself here so hold on okay uh, there we go there we go so you know the goal was to stay I even like had some prompted it beforehand but hold on so what, what what's the question we're asking what's the optimal optimal way to fold a t-shirt I mean it hasn't like it's the extra gap pressure the being the typer right now because if my spelling is extra awful everybody's gonna know I get bed making tied to so rare results I don't make my bed that I've been doing very well in the NBA front lately. Maybe Aaron is taking the energy that he should that he would have been using making his bed and just putting it into like hardcore NBA scouting. And so he's not like wasting his time making his bed. Oh, Laird, quarters looks like the optimal way. You you have finally found it after years of life. Yeah, Wait, I didn't even need to have to be to in grow into it. I had to become mature enough to know that. Front side facing, smooth out any wrinkle. Yeah, you got to smooth. Fold one smooth. side horizontally <laughs> until the chest of the sleeve is aligned with the hemline. Yeah. Yeah, it's quartered. quartered. Yeah, I, I'm confused on number two as to, like, where is the sleeve going there? Is it sleeve to sleeve or is it sleeve over? No, you got to sleeve and then it's like folds back. Wait, say that again? Like you fold it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it. I'm like debating getting a shirt and showing you. Ask um, him. Ask him. <laughs> but it's yeah. It's just you. Do, please demo. <laughs> All I have near me is a piece of underwear with my brother-in-law's face on it that my wife is giving to my soon-to-be sister-in-law. So I don't want to do that to anyone involved, or else I would. I have a fleece here, but it's not, not a t-shirt. Shirt. But not you basically pulled it this way. And then you take the sleeve and it goes that way. Yeah. Oh boy. You fold oh, in. Doesn't even make sense. Does not compute. So, so Jeb, we got you in with the clickbait title, but you stayed for the shirt folding. Okay. I mean, in fairness, oh, we asked ChatGPT to improve our shirt folding first, and then we just get to, this, to NBA. Uh, of course, I said, what did I just so turn into? I don't know. Honestly, I have no Nobody idea knows. what we're doing right now. If I showed you how I folded a shirt right now, I think you would say I'm an insane person and kick me off because I don't think it lines up with us. But all right, so how are we going to fix? Uh... All right, guys, let's get back on topic here. And by back on topic, I mean let's actually get to the topic. So, so I had a little bit of fun today prepping this. I I switched it and I made so uh, ChatGPT think it owns so rare. So now everything instead of saying I can't give advice. Now it's like taking full ownership. So it's kind of fun. Okay. Okay. Um, that is better. Can you just uh, zoom it a little bit? It's already wrong. Zoom in your own screen. Yeah. yeah is that yeah. good? Yeah. Oh, right. perfect. So perfect. if you own right. you own so rare NBA, how would you get new users? Which they're kind of already doing. So okay. Right? Leverage social media, which makes sense. Influencer marketing, yeah. which they're doing, referral programs, which they're doing, content marketing. 
I follow that... Conte. That's that's Nellis. Right. But okay. Need to get more community that. engagement. But, I mean, no, that's like Mike. That's like Jeb. Like the that's those type of guys doing doing a little bit of that stuff. High quality content that educates and engages potential users. Yeah. Right. Jeb's asking if ChatGP thinks it's French or American. It's a good question. I would assume American. I can, ask. I, can I can go I can go back to home back to Silver NBA. Is it French or American? Ah, there you go. All right, All right. We're, 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 we're back. We're no, back. It knows. It knows, Jeb. Don't worry. Don't worry. It knows. So can we tell Chat right. GPT that influencer marketing is great if the influencers actually care about the product and play and don't uh, just try to show up and get a quick buck and then don't respond to any messaging about the platform or just stop promoting it or, uh, yeah. Does, does tell Chad me, really. <laughs> tell me, tell, tell does ChatGPT know that? Do they know that influencers, by and large, just uh, want to continue to build their brand and don't really care about the game? Aaron believe, uh, agrees with you. Am I alienating anyone who's actually watching, or are they just uh, back? I'm I'm not going to go that far. So. Who were the influencers no. that they got? I don't even know who, but I. A, like a quick disclaimer on that, that I'm old. And so like, I don't know who influencers are. I see people and I'm like, yeah. who's that? And they're like, oh yeah, they have 50 million Instagram followers. I'm like, oh, never heard of them. So that stuff maybe just doesn't apply to me. I mean, but it also like, given a little counter to Alex's point, you actually don't know probably when you sign the deals, who's going to get hooked by the game and actually keep doing it. Like, oh, you know, yeah, I know on the no, football side. <laughs> On the football side, you know, they probably brought in a lot more FIFA guys than we know of, but there's three that have really hung around that are yeah. fully engaged and are Absolutely. great for the community, right? Sure. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to say how many they actually brought on, but they, you know, at least I can think of three. Maybe there's more. Sorry if there's somebody I'm excluding there, but Haber, Con Johnny, and Nep yeah. have been unbelievable for so rare football. Yeah, yeah they, got, so. they got the edge. Simple as that. Yeah. So, Aaron thinks Juan Soto is not bidding on cards right now, which feels crazy to me. That's but he, it's, it's probably because Soto knows that the early cards are expensive and he's got to just wait. <laughs> yeah, you know. John, 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 told, John him. told him off camera. He's like, hey, do you want to hear about Acuna? <laughs> yeah, he's like, hear about <laughs> it's like, Juan, do you want my Acuna one of 5,000 men? Right. First one ever. Yeah. Got to recoup some money on that. Right. Not, not to go way off topic, Alex, but like you'll appreciate this. Um, still probably one of the greatest baseball pictures I've ever seen. And this goes back to like Disney heritage for me. But in the, I think it was like the Futures game, Akuna and Yoen Mankata stood next to each other. And somebody posted and it said Akuna Mankata. And that was like. My fantasy was, team a couple of years back was Acuna Machado. And I had both players. <laughs> See, was that I the mean, name before that type that? of stuff? No. Well, the second year was because of the keeper league. Right, so. right. So, did you feel pressure to draft them because of the name? No. Probably. No. Yeah. Um, can you scroll up a little bit, Keith? To, yeah, yeah. So I can see one and two. I feel like we. Yeah. Yep. Leverage social so, influencer marketing. So yeah, that. <clears throat> 
They're doing good. They, they're doing all of these things. Yep. So why aren't, Which, why aren't so we here, rich yet? I have more hold thoughts. On, hold on. I have here more thoughts on influencer go. marketing. <laughs> Do you want to go before the next question I prompted it? I was just going to say maybe try and turn people like Nellis, who are already influencers within the space, uh, into larger influencers. But I know that doesn't necessarily okay. pull new people. People who are actually good at it, who actually love the product and give them a platform instead of trying so, to cherry pick people with a bunch of followers. So I, I just have a comment to make on that. So Laird and I were with Quinny and Nellis for the night, like, what was it, like night one or yeah. day before, like the first stream. And I think everybody was all pumped about it. And like I'll never forget John's face when he realized like about the cat mode and the constraints. Yep. And he was just like, I just wanted to buy Curry, Giannis, yep. LeBron, and I just wanted to put those guys in every week and have fun. Like I like literally it was his face was like, I don't have time to keep fluctuating over and over again. You know, like it was especially the people in Europe based on the time the time and everything yeah. and when a lot right. of this stuff happens. Um so I do think that like we talked about the modes, but if they did have that uncapped mode, you know, you do open it up so much more for the casuals. Like I think that's one thing that I don't know if we've done a great job of talking about that when we talk about all the different modes, but you know, a casual a super casual doesn't want to like dig into the eight L10 this week. Sure. And go, Oh sure. man, I need, you know, hell I so. barely want to. <laughs> You're right. Right. So, I mean, I think, you know, that's another, maybe a pro of an uncapped type of thing is, you know, you can let, you know, bigger pocket, AKA influencers, whoever come in and, have a little more fun with it. Well, and you know, I'm just going to keep shoehorning MLB into it, but based on what we're seeing in season two of MLB, where they they brought new things to the table, I I would imagine that uncapped is the first thing that they make like static next year, and for that reason, right? I agree. I think I think it's going to be Eastern Western. Who'll be before no cap? I will scream. I mean, yeah, get yeah, you. Drink some tea now because your throat's going to be feeling it then next year. <laughs> I Eugene Omiyori is not a household name by now. Fantastic. Casual Fantastic note. Comment, I know Eugene. It made sense with baseball because there are American League and National League fantasy leagues. Yeah. I don't know any Eastern Conference fantasy NBA leagues. <laughs> right. Well, they tried. They don't play enough they tried. Really? That. <laughs> I, I also like Jeb's comment earlier. So what we've accomplished with the first question is we know that the CEO is using ChatGPT since he accomplished one. That's what I'm saying. I think all of the product leads are just ChatGPT, and they just made those AI-generated. They all have the same AI-generated images, different faces. Are they yeah. real? I don't know. I don't know. This, so this next question, I feel like we jumped the gun a little bit. This is the but fun one. But it's what we need to discuss at some point. Although you I want me to go say, back one, do you want to have a question in between? You want me to to prompt? No, no but I, I do want to kind of touch on card prices quickly because okay. I I had a conversation with Mike Zakarian, who is in the chat uh, right now, and the two of us were talking about whether basically the sentiment of NBA player, like so we're NBA players versus football, because there's like a lot of negative sentiment right now with football. Is like card prices are going down. And 
it just feels like a lot of people who play Sora NBA are just like playing the game and, and prices going down, like at the end of the season is not that fun, but everyone's like, yeah, but I just keep playing and I have fun and everybody's sharing their lineups. And like, it doesn't seem like the value of, of cards right now is like such a concern as it is with, and with a uh, football. And so this idea of like, how do we stabilize card prices was an interesting one. Cause that not that people want their card prices to keep going down, but it, it doesn't feel like it's as big of an issue than it is in football. Maybe it's just that there are a lot more whiners in football. And so Probably. people just, there are just more people. So a lot more, more selling up a lot more. I'm done. Right. Ah. Right. And, and like we've said this before, like we're not buying a lot of NBA cards right now and all we really talk about. So I think, this is where, where the conversation was going because like we were talking about needing more tournaments to play in. And the request for more tournaments is less about I need more places to play my cards so that they have more value and more just like I don't want 38 training lineups. Right. I want I want more sweats. I want more sweats. Yeah. And so that's where like the it, it's really more of a gameplay issue on the NBA side than a card value issue, which is what everyone is complaining about in football. My, but let's my, stabilize still my card favorite, my, but real quick, my favorite, I can't even remember who it is. I hope they're in chat and I can give you credit, but somebody I shared it with, with both of you weeks ago, but somebody won training, like had the ranking. Yes. And yes. they're like, what do I get? And I'm like, oh, I want to, you should, you do deserve something. You do. But, Anyhow, <laughs> this, is, this is it. More opportunities to win rewards to offset the depreciating assets. Yeah, simple as that. Simple as that. But anyway, how about ChatGPT thinking that more supply that. is a solution? To did you, did you see Jeb's comment above? He's just like, well, we know Top Shot's using. I feel weird taking shots at Top Shot because I really have no idea what I'm talking about. Did. But I am perfectly Jeb content did. showing Jeb's shots at Top Shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyhow. So it must just think that there are a ton of users to think that increasing right. the supply is at all helpful because... Because so they did one through five on bringing in users. So they're like, okay, progress to number now two. Now that we've had so many users. <laughs> okay, that's fair. No, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Price ceilings. Don't we want price floors? Interesting. Price yeah. floors too. We like that one. Price floors. I do like that would be I, cool. I do like the buyback program. So the buyback program. Hold on. Do we want to talk that? about ceiling though? I actually think ceiling is really interesting. We can. You can. No, I just I just think it's yeah, it you is can. interesting. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, all the mechanics. I do think it's this interesting thought that, you know, if you actually did have a ceiling on the cards in these, like, massive bull runs, it actually would, like, make people, protect people from themselves in a way. AKA, you know, we talked about John Zacuna. Hey, guys, oh. this is a little too much. That's way too much. We appreciate you. But just a little you too much. How can you set a price ceiling for something that doesn't have a uh, a market value, though? I 
it's it's super fair. I mean, it doesn't work on the first. I I just think it's. I went, huh? That's all. That's all. I just it gave me a huh. I would have never in a million years thought of a price ceiling, but I thought the reason was interesting. Anyhow, yeah. continue well, to buy back. So, well, really quick though, Evo Dreamer says floor ceilings don't work. Taking FIFA Ultimate Team as an example, that's where I was coming from with the floor. Like, I think that makes sense. Like there is you, a floor though. Like technically, zero? there's a floor. <laughs> oh, no, it's yeah, not. That, like, yeah, it's like thirty cents or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I like that with FIFA because then like I know if I have multiples of something I can just cash it in for some amount of money or like I don't know any of that um and with the buyback program is essentially what it is a burn program is what people talk about um I don't understand when people do the thing where they say well I wish I could burn 10,000 my tier fives and get a tier one because that's I've never burnt something in my kitchen and got something so great out of it like get a burnt kitchen i gotta clean um more into sorry house making but like at least i know i can exchange things that i don't need for some amount of value like if it has no value to me at least i can trade in my i don't know my Jaden springer and at least if it gets me to a price where i can actually buy something that would be nice and then all of a sudden sorry i can just sell it again when Jaden springer is actually good and then i'm the idiot i don't think that's a well they can't sell it if it's burned right they can I mean, sell it from the well, so rare account. Well, that's where that that's where it's would, that, that's, that's where it's the buyback thing, though. Yeah, that's the buyback. Yeah, right. It's the same so, thing to me. I guess. Yeah. So football index had a buyback program. Okay. Football index was a yeah. It was like a fantasy football game for those of you who don't know that you basically bought like shares in a in a football player soccer, mm-hmm. and they played dividends on them and it turned out to be a giant Ponzi scheme and went bankrupt and tons of people lost a lot of money, but there was like this inherent like safety because they had this buyback program that would, I don't remember like, well, I never got involved. It wasn't available in the U S it was totally a game. I would have just thrown money at though. Like I wanted to play. I did too. (laughs) And there was, it's basically just like a false economy because of the buyback that like nothing is worth zero because they're willing to buy it, but at some point they had no money. And so like that's the buyback disappeared because of that. So that's very interesting. All right. Makes sense as to why they wouldn't do it. Yeah. So I'm actually going to keep going because we were talking about burning. So Jeb said if they had a burn program where you could burn a set amount of one card to upgrade tiers, that could work. So I realized that burning has been like really big in, in top shot. And again, like, I don't know anything about Top Shot, so I can't speak that confidently about it. But it does feel like most of the suggestions about burning are just what Alex said, like burn 10 of these, thi- 10 of these terrible things to get a nice a one good thing. And everyone's like, well, the reason why you want to burn is because it reduces the supply. And so if you reduce the supply, then theoretically all the the ones that are left over are worth more because there are not as many of them. The problem is nobody burns anything good. And so all of the right. good stuff, the sk- the, the um, population of cards stays the same. And like burning a bunch of shit cards <laughs> doesn't do anything to the economy. Like there's just like, you're losing 80 cents here and $2 and it like doesn't add up to anything meaningful. Right. And so there are, we talked about this on office hours 
20 minutes ago, <laughs> but, but there are reasonable like game designs that allow you to burn things for other things. But the examples that we always hear from people is really just, I just want to get rid of my shit and get a really cool thing. And that doesn't, right. That's not happening. Right. Just, right. I mean, yeah. just for the record, we, we chatted this off line, but there is technically a burner mechanism <laughs> on so rare and his name is Powell. That's it's, true. It's not, but he's not actually reducing the supply. Right. Like the supply he, stays. Right. Late. But he just, but he's fine. Just stuffing it in the back. If you pay him 10, if you pay him, you know, $10 on a dollar of just pure crap, he will give you that dollar's worth of stuff. And it's better odds than that, you know, but barely it uh, does work. It, yeah. So, so there is that, there is the opportunity to like, here's my 25 things, take these and give me something else. But it, again, like all of those things then can come back into the market. And so that's right. why it's not real. It's just a trade. It's just a right. really bad I mean, trade on one person's side. And just Pavel always. The funniest made. thing about those, especially NBA, like it works. I mean, he, it works well for him in football all the time when guys trans, get transferred out of non-covered leagues and the leagues get covered. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look, just took a year, but Powell won. But in the NBA, shoot, think of all like right now, Powell is winning over everybody that gave him all, you know, all these end of bench guys that are now in prominent roles. Does you know? he does he trade that much in NBA? Like I know he has cards. I haven't but like, done it. I, I know he does. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll look right now. I'm just curious. I yeah. guess that a lot of the NBA, <clears throat> at least the U.S. side of the NBA market, or those who didn't play soccer don't really know about it. I've been playing soccer for two years, and I've mean, still never gone well, to them. Layered 836 yeah, so like, cards, for those 578 of you who... rares, 216 super rares, 11 uniques for Powell. So, yes, he has a lot. So, well, I know he has a lot. It's more just like, is he actually making a lot of NBA deals? Which, I mean, we could just look up anyway. For those of you who uh, don't one know, hour Powell, ago, Powell one hour ago, Bradley Beal, uh, Jakob Pertl, Killian Hayes, Terry Rozier, rares in a deal. For what? Good cards. I don't, I, so, uh, Powell. Oh, you're, you're not looking. Sorry, I thought you were looking. On the regular. Okay. So, no, no, for I those just, of you. I just seen those four cards landed in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Let me see if we can, uh, if I can pull this up because so those of you who don't know, Pavel Traders, P-A-W-E-L Trader is the biggest account on the football side in terms of number of cards and basically is willing to trade decent cards for a bunch of terrible cards as long as it, what is he up to now? 135% value. And he will buy like if you want to sell your gallery he'll buy it at 70 70 cents on the dollar maybe not even that maybe much less and then he just sells these cards so i'm trying to i don't even see what was the date of that nba he just i can find I, I can give you the other you I'll, I'll dm you the other user just so i don't have to say it out loud um here I'll, yeah. I'll send it to you real quick so so this trade that you pulled up it was zeke nanji bobby portis uh, Karis Levert and Sam Hauser, all rare cards traded to Pavel. He gave those up and got Terry Rozier, Bradley Beal, Jakob Pertl, and Killian Hayes. And it's like, that's a weird one. It's a, that is a very, I don't even, what, like, who is valuable there? Bobby Portis? <laughs> I'm guessing um, Portis or somebody's popping. I don't know. 
But. So Evo Dreamer also pointed this out. So basically, right. Pavel will value your cards at the lowest possible value. So if it's the floor, if the floor is lower than the recent average, he'll use the floor. Or if the recent average is lower than is lower, then he'll use that. But his side will always be the highest one. It you sit there as you are putting offers in and there's the counter offers and you're just like, I am getting totally screwed on this deal. <laughs> and yet you just keep doing it until you get the card that you want. It's just, <laughs> it's just something that happens. Um, this is Laird and I's like favorite pastime during random times of the day. <laughs> there is nothing random about this. I go to Pavel's gallery every single day, <laughs> at least in football and just be like, what does he have? Because sometimes he gets really good cards. And then like, if he gets one really good card, then he will trade that for five good cards and then those go out. It's, it's great. And I mean, I just had a, one of my best weekends ever on server football. Thanks in large part to a card that a really elite card I got from Powell. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I don't anyway. know. But, you know, speaking of like Burnman, like there is always that choice instead of like, you know, we were yeah. just at, you know, this whole conversation got brought up because everybody's like, you know, I'd love to be able to trade 10 cards in for a better card. Well, you can do that. Just go yeah. search for Powell. You're going to just know that you're not getting, you can't go. It's not, steal. Equal. it's not going to be $15 for $15. Right. No, that no. does not work. $15 for a $10 card. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Anyway, uh, adjust. Back to drop. Pack mechanics yes. um i thought this was interesting i like this one i mean it's they're basically kind of just they're, less... they're kind of doing this without saying it though that's the problem yeah so it's a store and it could adjust the it. mechanics of card drops to control the number of cards in circulation for example the company could reduce the number of cards available per drop which theoretically is reducing rewards or increase the difficulty of obtaining certain cards which is also reducing rewards this would help prevent oversaturation in the market, which can lead to price crashes. But they're doing this only, right now. They're yeah, that's exactly what. Well, they're 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 certainly auctioning fewer cards. But I mean, they're, they're auctioning ninety eight percent less cards, right? <laughs> Something like that. So well, they reduce. They, yeah, that was compared the to the peak. So I don't I don't think that right. really matters. And then this transparency thing is exactly what they do anyway. So Rare NBA could be transparent about the supply and demand of each card to help users make informed decisions by providing data on the number of cards available and the number of users seeking each card. Well, that's kind of interesting, actually. I didn't think about that. So where NBA could help prevent speculation and stabilize prices. doesn't help, just so you know. <laughs> but yeah, sure. Number of users seeking cards is fun. <laughs> How would you improve the, oh, the product? Yeah, I, right. produce. I, yes. I appreciate it realizing that I wasn't talking about grocery store. That was Sean talking about the grocery store. Do, yeah. <laughs> right. All right. So we can improve the user experience, which, <clears throat> sure. Expand card offerings, more cards. Do you think that is, those are action shots? Expanded card offerings? If it was real action, real action shots, right. that would be. They're real action poses. It really happened. I like this idea. Courtside said adding views on cards listed would be interesting. I agree. I that agree. is that interesting. interesting. Well, you know, one of the things that it doesn't exactly apply 
is it Andy that brought this up or just somebody, but the, um, um, the ability to like fill orders, like I will buy a Joel Embiid for $150 and just like, no, that I, I can't even imagine the backlog and like how you would put it on the site. It'd be insane. But how cool would it be if you owned a card and there was open orders up and you could go, God, it's a little less than what I want, but deadline's coming. Fine. I'll give my Embiid up for 150 so I can go buy this other card. I, I think that has to happen at some point. Like I, I, I it doesn't truly seem like a nightmare though, really like coding wise. What's that? It sounds like an absolute nightmare coding wise and everything, but I mean I don't know. We're not coding it. Because then you have to make sure the person though has the money in their wallet. Yeah. To fill I that mean, order. That, that's the easy part. I mean, they're, you're basically just like holding your money. It's a, the same as just sending it's just it like off. the offers. I guess it's just yeah. an offers. It's, yeah, it's just an offer. You're offers. just sending it on. You're just sending it out to the open market. Okay, never mind. I, I take that back. That it, they pretty much already have that mechanism in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, Germ. Like it's open trade offer. But yeah, yeah open anything, exactly. Bill. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think there will be plenty of people who are like, oh no, I totally forgot to cancel that and blah blah blah. But. Yep. Part of my French, but shit happens. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. What else do we have here? Increase interactivity by introducing new features that encourage users to engage with the platform more. Daily or weekly challenges, interactive leaderboards, or social features allow users to connect with each other. I actually don't think the social aspect of Sorer needs help. I think that's the last thing that needs help. Right. Um, enhance gameplay. By the, way, by the way, Bradley Beal just rolled out. This made me laugh. So I'm guessing the guy knew something. Knew something. Powell life right there. Powell life. Seriously. Sora NBA could enhance the gameplay experience by including new game modes, mechanic, and really? Like more competitions? My God, this thing is incredible. Or engaging for users. Shocking. <sighs> Man. I concur. Improve customer support. Um, sure. Sure. I've never had a problem with them that way. Expand to new markets. Who wants Euro League? Actually, that already uh, exists over at Ultimate Champions, but I thought that meant you know getting a foothold in the American market. We can. Tradition. Thank you, Germ. Let's do that. I would love that. Let's let's do that. Uh, let's see Ooh. if we can take it off the t-shirt. Back. Here we go. Back. Wait, yeah. Are you okay. asking what competitions? Uh, yeah, do that. I'm interested. What competitions what would it create? Competition. Comp. <laughs> Back to the pressure of my spelling. My God. <laughs> okay. Daily challenges. DFS. <laughs> DFS. DFS weekly and season long. Real helpful. Hey, playoff. playoff bracket. Okay, really quick though. Ooh, all-star game. That was smart. That was fun. Really quick, the playoff thing, when they announced the playoffs, I thought it was going to be a giant bracket, which, ooh, like, obviously, if you take every so rare user and pit them 1v1, it's not going to work because there's not enough game weeks. But, like, in um, in FPL, they do a, they do a cup. Yeah, like a, a cup, yeah. certain amount of like there's a threshold on scoring throughout the year and you could put into a giant cup competition i thought maybe that that's what it would be also cool. 
if you take, I don't know, maybe you can just use a divisor and cut down the entries by a certain amount and you get thrown into like a mini league with that amount of people and the winner advances and whoever wins, wins a bunch. I thought that was a cool idea. Yeah, the, the I heard another idea today. Speaking of different competitions, oh, I like I like the survivor. I like that survivor. It seems too. fun, doesn't that's, it? Like I think that I think really that's cool. fun over the course. Yeah, yeah, sure. Top twenty percent, something like that. I, yeah, I will tell you, D, DFS wise, and I, I haven't played it since, so I don't know if they're still doing it. But they did do a um, March Madness when they had would they have the ability to do college basketball. They lost it for a bit. This is before they lost it, but they did do a survivor tournament for it. And it was literally like finishing the top percentile. That was actually fantastic. Yeah. And it was, it was DFS. It was less of like finishing at the top, but it was just beat the cut lines like a cash game. That was really fun. I would so love, I could imagine that being awesome on this. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd love mini leagues. Someone tossed that out to me today. Um, I think they have them. Uh, just, I mean, like, if they, as soon as game week locks, it just picks, it just oh. puts every everybody into a small league for that week. And then maybe, I don't know, again, like, that'd be cool. I'm adding rewards to the pool, which doesn't necessarily help supply, but I don't know. Coins. Maybe the rewards are at the end, though. Maybe you don't win rewards every week. You sure. just win at the end. That, so, whoever, yeah. whoever has the best, whoever's at the top of the leaderboard at the end of the year, if it's head to head or whatever, I think that's Love cool. That. I don't even think you need to do every – you could do it monthly. I mean, tickets, True. league paths, yep. jerseys. Right, and just do, just do the extra crap that they have right. because of the licenses. Don't, right. like, don't even add extra costs to your balance. You know, yep. we, We've talked about this sure. on the football side. Don't add extra costs to your balance. You just give away the stuff that you are sitting on in the offices and like, what do we do with this? And so Aaron's saying he loves cumulative leagues. Like – the only way I like cumulative leagues is if I'm using lineups that I have somewhere. I don't want to have to make like new lot. Like I'm not even sure that they would be able to handle that, but be able to like use my, the same cards I use in champion. I use in the private league. Like I just want it to be that. Like I think team hold has a, has a big private league, but I think it's just like everybody's contender limited contender lineup every week. Like that's what gets put okay. in. Like I'm cool that's with cool. that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I like. I, I I I love those ideas. I think those would be awesome. And I um, I honestly, um, of course, <laughs> so, so true, Jeff. Um, uh, maybe the rewards of the friends you made all uh, along the way for those of you who are just listening to this podcast. And boy, you are missing out if you're not watching. <laughs> it's, a I, uh, it's a tough one for just listening. I actually really like the coins on the football side. I haven't spent them. Yeah. I haven't spent them at all. There's really nothing I, to spend them on yet. I, yeah, I don't have enough cards to warrant another trading lineup. Training. I do like that you can spend $100 or 100 coins, which is like 180th of my budget at this point, to get an extra swap in the um, the common yeah. leagues. I think Those that was fun. a great idea. But yeah. I look forward to coins coming to sports that I actually play competitively. I, yeah. I have to imagine those are coming. Like it, yeah. it's... Yeah, it seems too easy. I think the biggest of, question was I mean, whether they would be like interchangeable, right? Which it, I don't think they which would. I don't think they will be. No. Yeah, it was. Kind was of saying, I love it. What they did with the World Cup and gave away non-gameplay pieces as collectibles, 100%. so like those custom series cards. Yep. 
<laughs> I was told that Sora is not a collectible platform, so that we, uh, we can't do that. They needed to add an extra way to launder money. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, Alex just with off the top rope. The haymakers, yeah. Let's see, yeah, top rope that one. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I think these are all great ideas. Like the. Let me give. I'm gonna challenge. do one more prompt I I did last night, which I, based on my background, I think is something they should really go after. But it's how does. How would so I'll just say it so I don't have to do the type, but how would so rare target the DFS basketball audience? For those oh, yeah. that don't know, like there are some huge DFS basketball players that are playing twenty, thirty thousand dollars a night. Um, if you want whale talk, we're not gonna do that here. But Sean Newsham loves to talk about whales on Monday. But jo all jokes aside, like whales in any sort of environment like this are insanely important. They're the ones that buy the top cards. There's the one that makes sure that Steph Curry unique doesn't go for six ETH. We saw that earlier today. Like, remember when we thought Dame Lillard at nine ETH was the biggest steal in the platform history? I, I don't want, I don't, I, I actually at this point almost hope they don't do a Jokic or a Doncic because of how low it's going to be. But I do think realistically, you're getting some big, big players from the DFF side, DFS side that go, this is a way that I can take my DFS knowledge and supplement and get more and play more and bigger sweats, I think that's huge. So I love the answer that I gave. How does... I think the biggest issue yeah, that we'll always have right. with that is that the the prizes will never be as big. Right. Like well, nobody's and, winning I mean, 100 grand worth of cards in a game week. And I talked to my favorite Sower NBA guy. Before, this is not the prompt I liked. <laughs> before it launched, and he basically just said he was too busy, which is one a benefit he, he said he was going to eventually and then i don't think he ever did i mean I, I might actually look to see if his gallery ever expanded but um one so rare alleviates that issue but if your job is to do nba dfs then there's like no way out of it and like you said yeah. laird like the fact that the um the fact that the prize pool is so much smaller it's, overall, yeah yes yeah. It's hard I just to want to bring do. up this thing with Marco okay, that's competition better. burning a card for an entry fee is basically that that falls under like a gambling situation because you're like paying to enter. Um, I didn't like the prompt this much, but I, I so we don't have to go through what it prompted back. But I, I do think that that is one thing I, I get it to what you're saying, Alex. Um, I know a lot of people on the NBA side that you know they're making 150 lineups, adjusting their silver NBA lineups when they're making 150 that's that's a disaster for them yeah, just but i do think if you have to there is there is dfs fatigue like you know i i'm at this part of the season like i'm i'm worn down <laughs> from all the nights of playing like it's really hard to get on um some nights and produce you know those type of things um but i'm worn down from so rare content i can't imagine how worn right. down you are <laughs> Right, but I, I do think that getting more of those people involved, just because of the pockets, like you know, whales really are important for the platform. As much as none of us want to say that, you know, we want to worry about our our valuation and our limiteds and stuff like that. Like so much. I mean, Laird, you've you've talked about this before, but the amount of money that Sora generates from super rares and uniques across the platform is what you know keeps things going. So you know, having more people that are interested in that market is big. Yeah, it's. 
it's sad because like I play NBA DFS on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, or like if I'm around on the weekends, but I don't play it on Monday and Friday because of because of lock. Right. And for people who play DFS, like you can't really do that because it it is every day and like oh I only have to worry about Sawyer on you know Monday or whatever. But I don't know. Maybe they set their lineups early, and if they're not as invested, then I don't know if that's better for better or worse, but it's it's such a grind, and it's just another place where the grind of NBA is. The the only counter I would say mm-hmm. is you know talking to Sean, who does play um, NBA mm-hmm. and only really plays at the rare and super le- rare level, and really only cares about his super rare lineups. Mm-hmm. His lineup doesn't change very much. Like he know, like he's not yeah. he's not running to the market to buy so if you're a unique buyer you're not going all of a sudden you know jalen brunson's brunson's True. out if you go run in and buy a manual quickly that that card already exists somewhere else and yeah. like even if it's on the market it's probably not for a price that you know that's very true you get over the line in time so there is a route like you, top top dfs guy can't come in and play limiteds you know that yeah. that won't but that wouldn't entice him anyway. Exactly. It's super rare and yeah. unique. That would. So, so for, for unique, there's only literally only one competition they can play. Yeah. <laughs> but there's only also that one card, right? So, like, you know, the cheat right. comes out. It's not like all of a sudden, like, that card's readily available. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. It's that kind of. Yeah, it's doable. Right. It kind of gets rid of both of the variables that I mentioned. So, yeah. Yeah. I just think it'd be so inter- it'll just be interesting. <laughs> you know, we, we, we realistically, though, do need whales. Like, mm-hmm. that is a reality. Bellamar can't save us all by himself. <laughs> hey, you know what? Bellamar's Twitter is on fire in a good way. <laughs> I, good appreci- I appreciate I appreciate for the amount of, you know, I know we talked about Sir Embiid having a lot of negativity, but there is a lot in the – anytime you're in a bear market, and he had one today where he's just talking about, like, what – People are negative during a bear market. Market shocking. <laughs> He's like, I'll just keep buying up while everybody's in this. I believe. I, I thought it was really cool. So I'm I'm looking at Bellama's gallery here, at all of his NBA cards. So Bellama, who, the <laughs> well. Thank you. Was Bellama part of the Giannis? Auction he was right. He's the one who lost the Giannis. I thought he pushed it. I thought he pushed it up. Yeah. So, so we know where the Giannis one ended. The most expensive, unique that Bellama had that actually won was Tatum, at just under thirty-two ETH. I don't know how many dollars that is. A lot of them, sure. Sixty, fifty-five thousand. So he got the Curry one today. For okay, he won it. Okay, I didn't see that. That's awesome. Yeah. So he won it. For 6.22 ETH, which is just over $11,000. Some of the uniques that were purchased. Now, granted, the season is almost over. Some guys are were more valuable at some points of the season. But anyway, some of the players who were more expensive than Curry. Matherin, Jeremy Sochan, RJ Barrett, Sadiq Bey, Dylan Brooks. Oh Harrison Barnes, Tyrese Maxey. Uh, 
My counter was going to be that all those guys are like 26 and under where Curry's 35, but then you said Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes, yeah. <laughs> that, Harrison, that's, a, that's a tough spot. Harrison Barnes is great if you need plus two. <laughs> Don't knock consistency. So, so just, hey, just for fun or not the opposite of fun here, if the Jokic or the Luka comes, Anybody? Yeah, sorry, Laird. I'm sorry. It, had, it has to be said. Well, no, no, no. I, anybody want to? It was more of like a. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like I don't. Get I, I literally told. I literally told someone today. I was messaging with, like they after the the Curry unique went. I'm like, they might have pissed away 200 plus ETH by not auctioning those two months ago. At at least. He was like, hurt for that really me. long stretch, but like, why is he not? Guess why? what? He would have his unique would have been auctioned more while he was hurt than it is right now. Sure, absolutely. Well, I mean, like LeBron aside, you knew LeBron was getting auctioned as soon as he broke the record. But yeah. like, why are why great. are the old legends not the first guys that you you auction? Like, why why was Curry not the first person you put out there? Why is KD not? I mean, I guess he was. He was closer to the start, if I remember correctly. But he right. got hurt. But, like, those are the first guys you should auction. The guys that, like, oh, we know this guy. We love this guy. And also there's no real, again, like we were talking with the one of 5,000 Acunas. Like, there's no actual market value established on these guys. So let's establish it with That's a 35-year-old greatest shooter of all time. Like, we know he's going into the Hall of Fame. Leverage collectability that way. I don't know. I Or... Or if nothing else, while everybody that's budgeting for the upcoming season has their wallets maximized, let's give them the best cards early. Yeah. When I, the ETH is out there. I don't know. It, it, it was perplexing, to say the least. And the Curry thing, I am I will just say that I'm really happy it was Belmont that won it because like, that's somebody that's been supporting and been yeah. in all the auctions. Like, yeah. think I think I'm, I'm – Actually, very pleased that he's the one that gets that versus it's true. You know, somebody just out of left field. Who was the first unique auction? Was it Halliburton? The first one. Um, let me look. Completed auctions. I don't. I don't know why I think it's Halliburton, but let me just do this really great content thing where I just like scroll. Oh, that's like 50% of my content. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm passing it along to you. All right, I ate a cheeseburger on my, uh, my Monday Scroll, stream. Scrolling with hoop. Scrolling yeah. with hoop. I was what if I told you that I, I wonder if this is actually right? It looks like it could be right. What if I told you that the first unique, oh, it is right. The first unique that sold on Soda NBA was the guy who shut the NBA down. Ah, yeah, oh, right. no. it was. It was. I that makes that. that actually makes like, sense because he's the first one to wear a Soria shirt too. It was he and Blake Griffin, wasn't it? It was Blake Griffin. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Hey, because they were because they were they were ambassadors or whatever, right? Well, he's yeah, like not. Was too. He's not not old. He's not a uh, future Hall of Famer. He's future Rudy Gobert 10.9 ETH. Blake Griffin two point seven. The next few that they sold. So I'm like, they just really didn't sell anyone that great. 
It was like Gobert, Brent, Griffin, Aaron Gordon, Obi Toppin, Sadiq Bay, Serge Ibaka. Like, why are we why are we making Serge Ibaka unique cards? That should Bobo, be good. Najee Marshall, Porzingis, Kuminga. I mean, at least they got that right. I mean, hours. just imagine. Like, I don't. I jo- don't. Jonathan Kuminga unique hit before Luka Doncic. I mean, they all did. I mean, it, it's just. It's a shame. Anyhow, we we talked about positives before this, but I mean, in this negative note. Shout out to Aaron. Hey, Rudy. Rudy when Rudy Gobert when he's when he's cooking. I mean, his ceiling is awesome because we need his uh his all defense. Last week on my my live stream, I was like. It was coming down to lock time, and I was like, "Who should I put in last guy in my my all defense team?" And I was like, "Rudy Gobert's questionable," and then he played and put up twenty rebounds and five blocks, oh. and had like a oh, fifty-five. Yeah. Did <laughs> you put like, him in? Nope. Of course I oh. didn't. Why would I, I have, play the right guy? I have him in the current game week all defense, and I think he had like four rebounds and one block in that first. Yeah. Game. Oh, I played him this week. I'm a chaser. You're such a fraud. Oh no! So, I'm sorry. It was it was Jaron Jackson. Jaron, yeah, Jaron had the same four game. rebounds, one block, zero steals, and 28 Not points. Or that defensive like player of the year. Not gonna get defensive player of the year doing that. No. Got to give it to Evan Mobley anyway. Oh God, Walker Kessler, what a go! Oh, please, I can't. Please don't. I can't do that. I, I can't. Laird, it's it's long been established. You could you could buy him back for less right now than you sold him. You just choose not to. It's true. That's true. That was always the plan. <laughs> really quickly, Jeb brought up Ochai Abaji. Did the oh. Jazz win the Donovan Mitchell trade? Uh, they won. Oh, oh. They got he oh, and they got he and Markkinen. Yeah. Sure. And they didn't have to pay Donovan. Like it helped. It's uh, the Cavs are better, but like Abaji's good. I didn't think you would be. Could they just this, hey, that, Alex, that quick. Mm-hmm. could. Could both teams have just won? Yes. Yeah. Draw one point each. It's like so rare NBA. Everybody wins. We're all fine. Oh, no, hold on. It's like every deal with Powell. You feel like you pressed accept. You you feel like you won, and Powell's like, no, I, I won. <laughs> there, Keith, you have never once had a Powell deal accepted, and you're like, I got this one. Oh. I won this one. You're just oh. like, oh no, I clearly gave so, up too much. So, so on this, on this, that's a really fun thing. I literally every time that I and I do a lot of deals with Powell. I'm I'm a Powell guy. In, in the list of traders, I'm definitely on Team Powell. But uh, every single time I get one done, I I literally send the layer. I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> and then I send him the deal. Oh He's no, like, the deal that, that I proposed got accepted. <laughs> and then layer's like, how many how many counter offers? I'm like, only twenty seven. Yeah. We were haggling over the final point zero zero five ETH, and I finally gave up. Yeah. We got you. Got to write a book. Name it "Art of the Deal." Yeah. Oh, dealing with Pablo Trade. That's but, there yeah. actually is a book on that, and it's awesome. but the worst. Not yeah, the worst is the is the non counter offer accept, and you're just like, oh, I gave up way too much. Here. <laughs> I you literally is like, hold on, I he yeah. he accepted right away. Oh crap. Yeah. You blew it. But, uh, I think that's good for today since we that was good had an, that's an incredible amount of content, by the way, for three people who had no idea what they were going to talk about until ChatGPT saved the day. So 
bravo to us, not gonna lie. Thank you to everybody for joining us. If you could please hit the like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you have not done so. I'll say since he's here, actually Jeb Bush, who I'm just gonna put up on the screen so everyone can read it, has a channel as well. Go subscribe to that. It's got great stuff on it, including uh, Top Shot and So Rare. I don't watch any of the Top Shot stuff because I don't know what I'm doing there, but the Sora stuff, go go check it out. And um, I think Mike was in here earlier from Team Hold. Go there, subscribe. There's a whole bunch of great stuff out there. And there's really no reason not to subscribe and just take it all in because we're all just having fun. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we'll talk to you next week. Good luck with those training lineups. <laughs>